strategy and authority are the most important pieces of your unique design. If you understand your type and you learn how to follow your strategy and authority, then I promise you that you will naturally align to your unique design and live a harmonious and fulfilling life. So why am I even going to bother telling you about channels and gates then? Because they are still super valuable in that they uncover more specifics about the way that you are designed to operate in the world. They further reveal your true uniqueness and they can give you cool insights into your patterns, how you interact with others, and potential challenges or strengths that are inherent to your design. Welcome to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. I'm Jenny Rose, your average 30-something millennial who spent years following the conventional roadmap to success until one day I looked around and realized I was burnt out, uninspired, and living a life that was out of alignment with my dreams and desires. So I threw away the old roadmap and now I'm following my own inner compass as I create a life that leaves me feeling lit up as fuck. I started this podcast because I know that I'm not the only one who did all the right things yet ended up feeling trapped in a life meant for someone else. So if you're feeling stuck, consider this your permission slip to throw out the old roadmap, tune into your inner compass, and create your unique version of happiness, even if it doesn't make sense to those around you. Join me here each week for a dose of inspiration, encouragement, practical advice, and honest conversations with others on a similar journey. Let's dive in. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. My name is Jenny Rose, and if you are new to the podcast, welcome. You will fit right in here if you're someone who feels that society's standard way of doing things isn't really bringing you the sense of fulfillment that you crave, and if you're interested in exploring new ways of being that allow you to be your most authentic self so that you can experience joy and satisfaction in your life. If you are a returning listener, then welcome back, my friend. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for continuing on this journey with me. I'm so excited to have you along for the ride. Today's episode will be the final episode in my Human Design for Beginners series. If you're jumping into the series late, let me give you a quick recap of what I've covered so far. This is the seventh installment in the series, and I've already covered the nine centers, types, strategies, authorities, and profiles. Today, we're going to be talking about channels and gates so that you can learn how to read the personality and design tables in your chart. I'm also going to be giving you insight into how to read the actual body graph beyond just the nine centers, which we've already covered. If you're completely new to human design and you have not yet listened to the previous episodes in my Human Design for Beginner series, I invite you to go back and listen to the series from the beginning. Human design is very multi-layered and it can be easy to get lost or to focus on the wrong things. So I was really intentional in the way that I approached the series. So I do recommend that you sort of start from the beginning. My goal overall was to lay out human design for you in a way that empowers you to read your own chart and to gain the wisdom that you need to put the foundational pieces of this practice into place for yourself. It can be really easy to want to learn every single detail about your chart, but I want to remind you that your type, strategy, and authority are the most important pieces of your unique design. If you understand your type and you learn how to follow your strategy and authority, then I promise you that you will naturally align to your unique design and live a harmonious and fulfilling life. The majority of the remaining information you can glean from your chart is the cherry on top, and it can be very helpful in understanding yourself, but 
it's less important in terms of actual embodiment. At the end of the day, embodiment is always going to be more important than information because embodiment and action, those are the things that move the needle in your life when you're trying to experience some kind of transformation. Not a dictionary's worth of information that you keep stuck up in your head but never are able to put into practice. So why am I even going to bother telling you about channels and gates then? Because they are still super valuable in that they uncover more specifics about the way that you are designed to operate in the world. They further reveal your true uniqueness and they can give you cool insights into your patterns, how you interact with others, and potential challenges or strengths that are inherent to your design. I also find that there is a lot of misinformation on the internet about human design and as someone who has studied it extensively, I would prefer to give you guidance here so that you don't find yourself confused by what other people might be saying in the online space. So with all of that in mind, let me tell you quickly what this episode will cover versus what it will not cover. This episode will explain the energetics of channels and gates and how they operate in your human design chart. I'm also going to be breaking down the themes of the sun, moon, nodes, and planets in your personality and design table so that you understand what areas of your life they each impact. This is where the astrology piece of the human design puzzle comes into play. So for example, having gate 32 in Mars in your personality table will express itself differently than having gate 32 in your design table north node. My goal is to give you the information that you need to understand how each of these placements will influence your chart in a broad sense, and then it will be up to you to apply that lens to your specific chart. That is because this episode will not give you information about specific channels and gates. There are 36 channels and 64 gates, which is simply too much to cover in this episode or even in a series of episodes. My best advice for you if you are interested in learning more about the specific channels and gates in your chart is to do some research on your own. Prioritize learning about your channels over learning about your gates because as you're going to learn in this episode, channels are far more powerful and influential in your chart than gates and therefore have a greater impact on your life. So if you are interested in doing more research, I'm going to include a list of resources that I have found to be reliable in the show notes so that you can feel confident that you're getting your information from a good source. I'll include a link to my favorite human design book, as well as some trusted websites that are full of resources for you to peruse. So be sure to check out the show notes if you do want to go a few layers deeper. You also always have the option to get a human design reading by a professional. Of course, it's going to cost more money than researching on your own, but it will certainly save you time and can be very powerful to have your chart read by a professional because they're going to be able to synthesize all of the information in your chart and be able to provide you with specific insights into how all of the pieces of your design play together, which is ultimately going to be more valuable than just gathering chunks of information without understanding the relation between them. I have done my best to arm you with tools in the Human Design for Beginners series to read your chart as a good starting point for a human design journey, but of course, it's not going to be as specifically applicable as a reading of your unique chart because I have to be broad with these episodes. I'm actually contemplating offering human design live readings as well as digital booklets breaking down individual charts. If that's something that you think you'd be interested in, reach out to me and let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at litup underscore AF. It might be something that I prioritize offering if this seems like something that people are excited about. So let me know. 
I think I've given all the disclaimers that I need to before we dive into today's topic. I do highly recommend grabbing your human design chart and keeping it handy as a reference throughout the episode. If you haven't already done so, then just Google free human design chart. You want to make sure that you have your accurate birth date, time, and location in order to get an accurate chart. Without further ado, let's talk about channels and gates. Okay, let's start by looking at your human design chart. To the right of the body graph is a table listing your 13 personality activations, and to the left of the body graph is a table listing your 13 design activations. For each activation, you will see three elements. A symbol, which denotes the planetary body activating the gate, a number ranging from 1 to 64, which denotes the gate that is activated, and lastly, a period followed by another number, which will range from 1 to 6, which signifies the hexagram line influencing that gate. As a quick aside, we talked about the six hexagram lines at great length in episode 18. The theme of the hexagram line will flavor the expression of the particular gate that is activated. You'll recall that the first line is the investigator line, the second line is the hermit line, the third line is the martyr line, the fourth line is the opportunist line, the fifth line is the heretic line, and the sixth line is the role model line. So take what you learned from that episode and apply its themes to the gate that is activated for additional insight into how this is expressed in your chart. This is why we approached the series in the order that we did, because all of the information is building on top of the foundation. You might also notice some upward or downward facing arrows next to some of the gates in your tables. Upward arrows are going to signify that the placement is exalted or in a powerful position, whereas downwards arrows will signify that the placement is in detriment or a position that could create challenge or negative implications. It's also possible to have a gate both exalted and in detriment, so you'll see an upward and downward facing arrow next to it. I wouldn't worry too much about any arrows that you see in those tables. Again, we don't want to get bogged down in the weeds, but I did want to mention it because I like to anticipate what questions you might have as you're looking at your chart, and I'm sure that if you have any arrows there, then you will be curious about them. Now let's draw your attention to your body graph. You will notice that within the nine centers are listed 64 numbers. These are the gates. When a gate is circled, that means that it is activated in your chart. The roads running between the nine centers are the channels. To have a channel defined, you need the two gates at either end of that road to be activated in your chart. Your body graph, in effect, shows the circuit board of energy flow within your body. Think of the gates as the entry and exit points for the flow of energy to and from the nine centers. Where you have activations is where your definition lies. And you might recall from earlier episodes in the series that your definition will define your gifts and determine your limitations in life. Definition is a constant and fixed source of energy within your chart that you can rely upon. Channels are more powerful than gates and they are their own separate entity. It's not simply gate plus gate equals channel. Each gate has its own themes and energetics when activated, and the complete channel also has its own related yet unique expression. A gate that is defined in an individual's chart but is not connected to any other defined gate by a channel is referred to as a hanging gate. It's called a hanging gate because it's not fully activated or expressed in the individual's energy, so 
they're less powerful than channels because they're not able to be as relied upon and therefore they're less influential in your chart. So if you want to study your chart in depth, you'll find more value in studying your channels than in studying every gate activation that you have. Hanging gates may provide opportunities for growth, development, and self-discovery in an individual. The activation of a hanging gate into a channel can occur under certain circumstances, meaning that you will temporarily have access to that energy's expression. This can happen through the influence of transiting planets. Again, this is where astrology comes into play or through interactions with others where both of your auras come into play with one another and each of you possesses one of the gates at the end of a channel and then those two activations will combine to create that channel of energy for as long as you are within one another's aura. The energy and themes associated with a hanging gate may be more subtle or have less consistency in the person's life. When a hanging gate is in a defined center, it will be more consistent than a hanging gate in an undefined center. Again, defined will be colored in and undefined will be white or open. All hanging gates can represent potential areas of growth, challenge, or unique qualities that are not yet fully integrated into the individual's expression, regardless of whether they're in an open or defined center. You may also have noticed that the personality and design activations are listed in two different colors. This is intentional. Personality activations are signified by the color black, and design activations are signified by the color red. You might recall from the beginning of the Human Design for Beginners series that your personality is conscious and your design is unconscious. The analogy that I used previously is like sitting on a hill overlooking a tunnel leading out into a road. Your personality is the road. You can easily observe the cars that are driving on it. Your design is the tunnel, and you cannot know what is happening inside of the tunnel until something emerges. This is how your personality and your design show up in your life. Personality can be easily observed. Design, you're not going to know what's going to come out until it expresses itself. When you look at your body graph, you will notice that some channels are shaded in red, some are in black, and some are in a combination of both red and black. This is showing you where the activations from the tables on either side of the body graph are physically represented within the circuit board of your body. When a channel is half shaded, that means that you only have one of the gates activated, not the full channel. When the entire channel is colored in, that means that you have both gates activated at either end of the channel and they've connected to form a channel of energy. Anything represented in black will be your conscious personality activations, and anything in red will be your unconscious design activations. When you see red and black mingling in a single activation, that just means that the gate is activated in both your personality and your design tables. It is possible to have a single gate activated multiple times in your body graph. For example, I have a number of gates that are activated twice in my chart, and I even have a single gate that is activated in three different locations in my chart. The more activations of a single gate, the more pronounced that energy will be in your chart. But you will again want to pay attention to the hexagram lines and the planets, which I'll be getting into next, to get a better understanding of how the gate expresses itself in your unique design. If I wanted to go even deeper, there are groups of different circuits within the body graph that have different themes associated with them. But again, I feel that it's outside of the scope of what I wanted to accomplish with the Human Design for Beginners series. I'm mentioning it only because it might be brought up if you choose to have a Human Design reading. 
there's individual circuitry, there's tribal circuitry, there's collective circuitry, and they all have different themes associated with them. But again, that's going to be a few two layers deep for today's episode. Now, let's talk about the last element of the personality and design activations, which includes the symbol that denotes the planetary body that is activating the gate. Think of each planetary body as a teacher that impacts the expression of the gate and the lesson that it is here to teach you in your life. The 13 symbols will match one another on both sides of the chart, meaning that they go in the same order from the top down. Depending on where you've pulled your chart from, you can actually see which astrology signs are associated with your gate activations. If you're an astrology buff, then you might be interested to know that the astrological placements of your personality table will align with your natal chart, but your design table actually has a completely different set of astrological data because your design is defined 88 days before your birth. This is something that I can see in Maya Mechanics, the software that I'm using, but I do have a paid version, so I'm not sure if this is something that is accessible to everyone on every software, especially the free software. So that being said, it's not essential information for you to have. It's just another layer deeper to explore if it interests you. And I did want to call it out in case it is something that you see on your chart and you're like, well, what is this all about? The important thing that you do need to remember throughout this episode is that the expression of a planetary body on the personality side will be conscious and therefore easily observable, and the expression on the design side will be unconscious and therefore not as easily observable, and so you might find that you're resonating more strongly with things on the personality side of your chart than you do on the design side of your chart. That being said, it is all you, personality and design. They're both halves of your whole, so they're all relevant. I'm going to describe the planetary bodies represented in your personality and design tables in order from top to bottom. The first symbol will look like a circle with a dot in the middle. This is your sun gate, and it represents your personality expression and your life force. This is your true self and represents the theme of your incarnation. Planetary bodies in astrology always have an archetype associated with it, and the archetype for the sun is the father. It is said that roughly 70% of yourself is influenced by your sun. So this is a very prominent and important placement, which is why it's at the top of the tables. Your personality sun is how you express your light in the world. And your design sun represents genetic themes that you have inherited from your father. The second symbol looks like a circle with a cross inside of it. This is your earth gate, and it represents what is grounding and balancing for you. These gates will give you insights into how you ground and balance the sun's energy within your body. The sun and earth always operate together and they're located opposite one another in the human design mandala. As the sun represents the father, the earth represents the mother archetype. You will find conscious balance when you're able to integrate the personality earth correctly in your life and you will find stability or unconscious balance when you come to grips with your design earth. The third symbol looks like a little moon, and you guessed it, this denotes your moon gate. The moon represents your driving force in life. This is what moves us. The pull of the moon is a powerful force, and it gives you direction. The archetype of the moon is the eldest daughter. It also represents the reflected light that others see in our inner nature, brought to the surface and placed on display for others to experience. If you're interested in learning more about astrology, then you should definitely check out episode three of the podcast. It's Astrology for Beginners, and it's just one episode because I have found that 
astrology for beginners is a little bit easier to explain than human design for beginners just because there's so many layers in human design. Not that there aren't many, many layers of astrology because there certainly are, but that episode would definitely be a good one to check out if you want to know more about astrology. Talked a lot in that episode about how your moon side does represent your inner emotional world. So you'll see a lot of connections between that episode and this episode. Next, I'm going to talk about the north and south nodes. I'll describe these together because they work together and they represent the journey of your life. The fourth symbol looks like a horseshoe with the opening at the bottom. This is your north node gate, and it represents your future direction and environment. The fifth symbol looks like a horseshoe with the opening at the top. This is your south node gate, and it represents your past direction and environment. To be clear, the north and south nodes, they're not planets, but they are equally powerful and they're good placements to understand. The two nodes represent the stage on which our lives are played out, how we perceive the world around us, and the environments that we will experience throughout our lives that will support us in living our unique destiny that we are here to embody. Your personality north and south node gates frame what you think about the world and yourself. Your design north and south node gates will frame your relationship to your environment and the people within it. For the earlier part of your life, the south node will be highly influential. This is your development stage of experiencing life, and it represents immaturity. When you arrive at your Uranus opposition around the ages of 38 to 43, you begin transitioning toward your north node and away from your south node. Movement into your north node signals a process of letting go of what no longer serves you and retaining what does. This is probably why we tend to see the so-called midlife crisis happening around this time as old pieces of your identity fall away to reveal a more mature version of you. The sixth symbol, that's hard to say, the sixth symbol looks like a little person with horns on top. This is your Mercury gate and it represents your communication and thinking style. The archetype of Mercury is the oldest sun. This placement represents the expansion of human consciousness and the need within us all to communicate. Your personality Mercury gate will give you insight into what you need to communicate in this life. Your design Mercury also has something to communicate in this lifetime, but it's expressed unconsciously. So oftentimes we don't know why we are telling something to someone when our design Mercury is expressing itself. The seventh symbol looks like a little person without horns, or you may recognize it as the female symbol. This is your Venus gate, and it represents your values as well as the area of sociology. This placement establishes our values, our morals, and the natural laws for how we deal with other people as well as the world around us. The archetype for Venus is the youngest daughter, and it also represents love and beauty, which might be something that you're already aware of if you enjoy astrology. Your Venus gates will give you insight into what you personally feel to be right and wrong when it comes to moral questions and issues. The eighth symbol looks like a circle with an arrow facing up to the right, or you may recognize it as the male symbol. This is your Mars gate, and it represents immaturity as well as energy dynamics. The archetype of Mars is the youngest sun. It is energetically immature, and it can be a force to be reckoned with. This placement plays a significant role in your personal transformation throughout your life, and the gates here can give you insight into where you will experience immense energy and even challenge. 
While your Mars placements can lead to mindless outbursts when you're younger, over time, the themes of these gates can be refined and transform into an area where you hold very powerful and mature wisdom. The ninth symbol almost looks like a fancy number four. This is your Jupiter gate, and it represents law and protection. Your Jupiter placements are very powerful. They're second in influence only to the sun, so pay attention to these gates. Jupiter defines your outer development in 11-year cycles, as well as influencing your relationship to other people and the whole of the cosmos. Your personality and design Jupiter gates will define your personal laws. If you manage to live by your personal laws, then you can gain great fortune, as Jupiter can be very generous. But if you do not live by your personal laws, then you can experience harsh retribution through your Saturn placement, which I'll talk about next. The 10th symbol looks like a lowercase t and h were fused together. This is your Saturn gate, and it represents discipline as well as restraint. This is the place in your chart where you must deal with the consequences of your actions. It is represented by the archetype of the judge. Your Saturn gates can reveal to you the areas of your life where you will be punished for any incorrectness when not following your own laws and morals that Venus and Jupiter have defined for you. When living correctly, Saturn will leave you alone, so the themes of your Saturn gates can be used as a signpost to see whether or not you are living in alignment. The 11th symbol looks like a capital H with a circle dangling beneath it. This is your Uranus gate, and it represents unusualness as well as chaos and order. Where your Uranus gates are defined is where you express your unusualness in life. These two gates carry transformational and unconventional energy, and they can indicate the areas where you have a natural inclination for change, innovation, and a desire to challenge the status quo. This is where you can embody your unique potential for bringing fresh perspectives and transformation to the world. The 12th symbol looks like a trident facing upwards. This is your Neptune gate, and it represents illusion as well as art and spirituality. Your Neptune gates are interesting because the energy of Neptune creates an impenetrable veil around the potential of these gates. Neptune is a great teacher, but it requires surrender and acceptance from you in order to unveil its magic. If you learn how to surrender, then the magic of your two Neptune gates will be allowed to emerge from behind the veil. The 13th and final symbol looks like a person with an extra set of arms or maybe like wings pointing upwards. I've got to say it's gotten harder and harder to describe these symbols as I've gone along, so hopefully they made sense to you. This is your Pluto gate, and it represents truth as well as transformation and psychology. This is where the forces of the subconscious will rise to the surface. Your Pluto gates reveal your deepest truths that are hidden in your subconscious. Through Pluto's influence, your deepest truths will be revealed so that you can experience transformation and rebirth in this lifetime. The themes of your Pluto gates are deep mysteries that can take a lifetime to explore. Those are the 13 planetary bodies that are influencing your unique human design. When studying your chart, I encourage you to look at each placement through the specific themes of the different areas that I've described throughout the episode. Remember, human design is not here to give you all of the clear-cut answers, but it's giving you a roadmap by which you're better prepared to explore and expand yourself throughout this lifetime. Okay, my friends, that is a broad overview of channels, gates, and the personality and design activations in your body graph. 
I hope that I was able to lay out that information for you in a cohesive and comprehensive way. Now that you better understand this area of human design, I'm sure you are curious to better understand your unique activations. And if that's the case, don't forget that I've linked some resources in the show notes to help you get started down that path if you are so inclined to continue learning more. Personally, I have found that the book that I linked in the show notes does a really good job of breaking down each of the channels and gates in greater detail and is just going to give you a very comprehensive and holistic approach to human design, especially as a beginner. A lot of the information that I gave to you throughout this series, I pulled directly from that book because it is just so valuable in my opinion. Some of the websites that I linked will also have that information listed and there's definitely tons of good stuff on there. But for me personally, there's something very satisfying about having a book where all of the information is laid out very neatly and I can kind of just flip through it for quick reference. And with all of that, I have completed what I set out to do with the Human Design for Beginners series. Understanding my own unique design has been one of the single most transformational pieces of my spiritual and personal development journey so far. And I do sincerely hope that I was able to distill down some of the information in the system in a way that makes it feel accessible because I know that this can be a complex topic and I just really wanted to save you some time and struggle as you embark on your own human design journey because there's so much to learn. If this series has sparked your interest, then I invite you to play around with what you've learned so far so that you can move from the information stage to the embodiment phase. Remember, human design is not about changing yourself. It's about coming home to the truest version of you by shedding the layers of conditioning that we have all been subjected to. It is a deep and lengthy process that can take many years. So be patient with yourself and go slow and have fun. Just enjoy the experiment of coming home to you. The reason that I love human design so much is that the emphasis is on being the most authentic version of yourself, which is what I personally believe to be at the core of living a life that lights you up. That's why I've been talking about it so much, but I don't think that you need to know human design in order to live authentically or to live a life that lights you up. I just think that it makes the pathway there easier and smoother for those that choose to follow it. If the human design content resonated for you, amazing. I would love to hear about your learnings and experiences as you begin to play around with your unique design. My DMs are always open to you on Instagram at litup underscore AF. And if you have any special requests for human design related content that you'd like me to cover on future episodes of the podcast, I would be so happy to take your requests. I would love to continue to sprinkle in human design centric episodes here and there. It's just not going to be as frequent as it has been over the past six weeks. But if the human design series did not resonate for you, that is totally okay too. I've always envisioned this podcast as being a platform for speaking on the many topics and paths that one can explore on their journey to creating a life that lights them up. And that includes more than human design. So stick around because I have so much more that I want to share here on the podcast. On that note, I will be back on Tuesday with another Attunement Tuesday episode. On that one, I'm going to guide you through a practice that will help you to audit several key areas in your life so that you can identify what might be holding you back from living your most lit up life. And then next Friday, I am so excited to be releasing my very first guest interview episode. I interviewed my friend Kara, who is a registered dietitian with over 10 years of clinical experience. And that episode is going to be all about nutrition and eating in a way that allows you to live your most lit up life. You will not want to miss either episode, so be on the lookout for them over the next week. 
That is all I have for you today. I hope that this episode and moreover, the Human Design for Beginners series has brought you value. I love you so, so, so much. And I'm so grateful to everybody for listening. Go have an awesome weekend and I will see you again soon. Love you. Bye. If today's episode lit you up in any way, please consider sharing it with a friend or loved one you feel would benefit. If you want to continue the conversation on today's topic, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at litup underscore AF. Lastly, I would so appreciate it if you left a rating and review for the podcast to help it reach more listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found value in today's episode. I'll be back next week. Love you. Bye.